I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Spinnerbell. What's up, y'all? It's Jonathan Rollins and Skip Musara, <laughs> two Americans living in Sweden, talking to America. Yeah, let's go, America! <laughs> man, week two is—it's in the rearview mirror, man. Uh, we had another. What do we call these weekends? What kind of uh, weekend did we have again? My boy uh, Ken hit me oh, up and told yeah. me. The uh, I meant a- to write that shit down. ATC at, uh, absolute total come shot. shot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We had us uh, uh, ATC absolute but total come shot. For me, barely. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the on both cases. I mean, yeah, man. A couple barely, barely. You had a, a come dribble. Yeah, you, a little bit. Yeah. It was. Uh, I, I heard a comedian late. say, like, when you squeeze the toothpaste <laughs> <laughs> out of the tube, you get the last little bit yeah. of toothpaste out. <laughs> I was out here shooting blanks. <laughs> uh, yeah, the Falcons pulled it out in a close one, and the Bulldogs surprisingly had some issues with the South Carolina Gamecocks, but. Thankfully, it worked out in the end. I mean, I don't like to harp on uh, previous takes, but we talked about getting your uh, finding out if your quarterback is the guy. Yeah, and it feels like uh, Arthur Smith missed it. Man, he should have played Ritter more to know what he had. Yeah, I'm still nervous. Well, yeah, it might. It's we'll still to- not over. It's not over. Yeah. We might find out, but we'll it get to that later. But I do not. Yeah. I do not disagree with you at all. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, as far as flip them and pick them goes, uh, you had yourself a week, man. You flip flipped it on pick me. Em, yeah, it, it it was a little more uh, reasonable. Let's see: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. For Jonathan, one, two, three, four, five, six. You had nine. Eight, I got nine. it. I got the spreadsheet, bro. Seven and nine. Yeah, I got it too, right here. Analog, baby. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a tight week this week. I finally got back in the game. Uh, starting off with Thursday night football in the win column. Let's mm-hmm. go. Uh, what, happened? E- <clears throat> what happened? Well, <laughs> the Eagles happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but Not actually, that inspiring of a victory. Did the Eagles happen or did the Vikings really just – did they also happen? And by that, I, st- I mean turnovers, 
right? Bro, I started believing in uh, the defense was holding up at first. The Vikings defense was looking like what I thought it was going to look like. But then they just kept getting short fields. And it was just like, what is going on? They kept, what, they have four turnovers? Four lost fumbles. Yeah. And four from four different guys. Yeah, um, and Kirk Cousins was, uh, I was liking what he was, I was liking that. <laughs> I mean, he threw four touchdowns, so he was great. Yeah. Um, and obviously the one that everybody's talking about is the Justin Jefferson fumble. If memory serves me correct, uh, you're okay with this? Fumbling out of the end zone rule? Yes, man. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about that, man. Everybody, you're, you're good with that. I, I, I can understand. We've had this conversation before. Uh, state your position, please. <laughs> I believe it's good. Uh, right. If you don't fumble the ball, you got nothing to worry about. Uh, and it's like the one rule that is leans in the side of the defense. And I'm all about defense that wins championships. And what else are you going to do with the ball? Like, people will start trying to throw it into the end zone just to get that first down. You know, not start trying, but this is why you can't fumble forward and advance the ball. You know, they have that rule, too. Yep. Because uh, we get down to the goal line. It's a a sacred place, man. The end zone is a sacred place. Protect it. When you fumble backwards, you get a safety, and the defense gets the ball back if you fumble backwards into the end zone. So you Mm -hmm. fumble forward, the defense gets the ball. No points. Right. I mean, you win that for your team. Don't fucking fumble. I, I hear you, <laughs> and I don't and I don't necessarily disagree with you. Like I I'm I don't I don't land too hard on either. I definitely land more in the other direction. Like I feel like just the 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 fact that you could fumble out of bounds on the 1-yard line and that's where you get the ball and you fumble into the end zone and suddenly it's the other guy, other team's ball on the 20 yard line seems a bit too punitive to me. Um, mm-hmm. What do you so suggest not, they do? Cause this is the thing I never hear an answer to a sufficient answer. I actually like, have a solution to this problem. <laughs> it's my guy. <laughs> I have, a, I thought about this. I have a solution okay. to this problem. If you fumble into the end zone and out of bounds, you keep the ball on offense but the ball is moved back to the 10-yard line. Why the 10? Because it's it's still punitive, right? You still get but punished no. for fumbling the ball out of the end zone, but you don't lose possession. To me, that feels more fair. I cannot – the other thing so that kind of bugs yard, So if it's an 80-yard reception, right? Yeah. yeah. They, all, they all go and uh, I had some – Running back pulls away, through, runs through the hole, and he's running, and he runs out of gas, and the cornerback runs him down at the one-yard line. He fumbles it out of the end zone. So they just – or he dives and kind of loses the ball. He's just trying to dive. Not even gets knocked away, but he tries to dive and basically throws the ball at the end zone. Mm. <laughs> and the so now instead of a 100-yard touchdown – Oh, I'm sorry. And Instead I, of a ninety, they get to the ninety. I mean, to the ten. Yeah, and I hear you. I hear, I hear your explanation. But my problem with it is that you're you're couching it in the idea that that he's the the runner. Okay, is I knock it loose. Team. I knock it loose. Like, Say even I knock if it, it gets loose. Knocked loose, and it's not his fault, and it goes out of the back of the end zone. It still goes to the other team. So I have two issues with it that kind of bug me a little bit. One is okay. that this rule does not apply. <laughs> This rule does not apply if you're reaching and you 
you successfully touched the pylon. Right. Like as, as soon as that ball touches the pylon, you can fumble that motherfucker all you want. It's right. over. That's been, uh, that's weird to me. It, that just, to me, it feels a little weird that, that, that those two things, it, it just feels kind of inconsistent. Um, why you cross the, as soon as you cross, if, if I cross in the middle of the end zone and score a touchdown and somebody hits me and I drop the ball. Yeah. No, I understand. I, I just, I'm on the, I'm leaning more towards the side that I feel like it's too punitive. I, the part where I agree with you a hundred percent is that I do agree that this, this argument that it's like the last rule that truly, truly favors the defense. Like that's the part where I have, I have to concede that, that I, I don't have a problem with that. Um, yeah. And also the other thing that, you know, maybe cuts into the argument I'm trying to make is that, I mean, the rule is the rule. You know what it is. So don't, exactly. don't, you know, there are a bunch of rules that I think are stupid in the NFL and I'm just saying, don't do them. You know that you're not supposed to, I think taunting is dumb is probably the best mm-hmm. example. It's the dumbest yeah. rule in football taunting. So don't do it. It's so easy not to do. Just don't do it. Or, um, or hitting the quarterback in the helmet. I think it's stupid yeah. that you can't touch the quarterback in the helmet. But when somebody does, it's just like, bro. So well, now we're going to change that rule? <laughs> I saw one this weekend where where I don't remember which game it was, but there was a player who was rushing the quarterback. He was getting knocked down from behind, and he fell on Dak Prescott's leg, and they called him for hitting the hitting – Oh, the, hit him low. Rough, oh, yeah. Hitting him too low. And I'm like – I thought about it instantly from like a hockey perspective – Goaltender mm-hmm. interference is a real thing in hockey, but if your own teammate knocks the other guy into you, the goalie, it's no longer goaltender interference because mm. it's not his fault. You know what I mean? Like so, I don't know. There's a bunch of other dumb rules in the NFL, but the the issue here, I agree with you. Everybody should know the rules at this point. Don't fumble the ball in the end zone. Um, <clears throat> The last thing I want to say about this game is that, uh, and you knew I had to say this, that my man, former Bulldog, DeAndre Swift, (laughs) was out here announcing himself to the league. Uh, He only had one carry for three yards last week. This week, he gets 28 carries for 175 yards and a touchdown, and this guy was just gashing that Vikings defensive line. He was a bad man. Uh, and he wasn't the only one, actually. I mean, my dogs were out here balling on this team. This, Uh-oh. you know, th- this is the team. This is the yeah. team right here. You got Jalen Carter, Carter out here living in the backfield. Uh, it's like just, how the how the Ravens used to be the pro you. Yeah, Jalen Carter <laughs> was like in Kurt Cousins' face all night long. Uh, yeah. Jordan Davis, Jalen Carter, Keely Ringo got a fumble recovery in this game. I mean, it was like. It was it, well it was when you put so many when you put so many in the league, stuff like that's going to happen. Congrats to yeah. your squad, man. That being said, uh, the other thing we should probably say about this is that I kind of feel like I don't believe in the Eagles yet. I'm just going to say it. I was slightly concerned, and we joked about this over the weekend when we were texting, and I texted you a question. I said, "Are the Eagles the new Vikings? Mm. Right, winning games that that maybe they shouldn't win." Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we were talking about, like, the Vikings won so many games that were one possession. Yeah. And then I saw some stat of, of how, like, the Chargers did the same thing. I mean, they had a lot of one possession games. I think the Chargers yeah. had 13 
last year, one mm. possession games. And that just made me think, like, damn, a lot. Of, but then it's, we talk about the parity of the league, which is why it's so exciting. Yeah, It's what we want. It's what the league wants. So I guess talking about it like that is, uh, I don't know. It's like they're looking for talking points. A lot but of games one, are going to be close. They won a lot of them. The year before, they lost a lot of them. So The one thing I will say is that I'm, I am I continue to be, despite the fact that he has a highlighter in his hat, I am continue to be impressed with, with, with Sirianni. Yeah. Because yeah. they were getting absolutely bottled up in this game, and he yep. adjusted. He didn't yep. wait for the halftime to adjust. He adjusted nope. in-game and said, you know what? Fuck this. We're just going to run the ball down their throats. And that's what they did. Yep. Uh, Each and every individual. And, and he got each and every one in individual involved, particularly my man, former Bulldog DeAndre Swift, and then they <laughs> just fucking, and then they ran away with it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but the Vikings hung around. They tried to get at it, but that was a good call by you. I'm not so worried about the Vikings. Mm-hmm. Um, I still think like they, I feel like they could still win that division because mm. that division is kind of uh, uh, up and down. That's the rest shaky. of the division, uh, it seemed like the whole. They all lost. Every team in that division lost this this week. Yeah, you're right. Is that so, true? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're right. The they Bears, did. the Packers, uh, mm-hmm. which we'll go right to right now, man. The Packers played the Packers lost? How, the Packers lost? <laughs> who did the Packers lose? Oh, oh uh, I guess you didn't know. The, uh, the oh, Packers, the they played the Falcons of Atlanta. Wait, what? <laughs> I thought the Packers were good. I thought they were uh, too good for the Falcons. Uh, who said that? I I heard that Jordan Love was just gonna just go in there and just light up the A. He was just he was getting ready to take over the league. That's what I heard. I, light I don't know. up the A. I, I didn't uh, I didn't watch this game. What happened? Just kidding. I watched. It. Of course I watched. It. Uh, I was literally shitting my pants at the end yes. of this game. Yeah, um, we 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 were texting about it, man. Jeez. I'll say this. Um, I you mentioned it at the top. I, I'm not even the least bit convinced in Desmond Ritter. He makes me very nervous. Um, I, I also think that the media got into Arthur Smith's head. Yeah. Last week. He, I saw he him on being, a podcast talking. Like, yeah. Last week he was being criticized for not getting the ball enough to 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 his playmakers. Drake London. Um, and he quipped back about like, yeah, well, that's for all those fantasy nerds. Fuck those guys. Yeah. Um, he didn't say fuck those guys, but that drive where we got all the way down to like the two yard line and he dials up three passing plays. I'm like, what are you doing, dude? Overthinking. Didn't I text that too? He's overthinking, man. Exactly. But I think he was, I think he was trying to prove everybody wrong. And, and he, he eventually got back to what, you know, what this team is good at. Um, I mean, that being said, he did, he did eventually Drake London had a really, I had a nice game, six receptions for 67 yards and a touchdown, which is great. Bijan was the story, though, 19 carries for 124 yards. And this guy was just slicing the Packers' defense. The way this guy cuts, the way he yeah. can do like three or four yeah. cuts in one run to get eight yards is just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, he's like a cheat code of some kind, and I just hope, I, I just hope he doesn't get hurt. Do you think anybody had them in the uh, the Packers in the Eliminator Challenge? Probably. <laughs> I can tell you, I'll get to it later. But the team that I had in my Eliminator Challenge uh, let me down. Mm. Um, but yeah. I'll say, 
I mean, to me, this was a very interesting game. The Falcons are down 24 to 12 in the second quarter. Um, this is not a game I expected to win. I mean, it, the Falcons have to be one of the most absurd teams in the NFL. The way they win is almost as insane as the way that they lose, historically speaking. Um, mm. And I was on the edge of my seat for yeah. the entire game. Um I, I was cursing the television as we were moving down the field. And I remember looking at Isak saying, I hate the Falcons for making me feel this sense of hope. <laughs> I hate them. I absolutely hate them. It brought you closer to your son, just like opening up like that. It's a vulnerability that a lot of sons don't get to see from their father. So that's a good thing. <laughs> it's very interesting to watch Ritter because it's like he's so dreadful from the beginning of the game. Yeah. And in the end, he basically he kind of warmed up, right? He he puts the team on his shoulders, and he went from the reason why they were about to lose to being the reason why they won, oddly enough. Yeah. Um, but if anyone is trying to make sense of the Falcons, just I'll save you the trouble. Just don't. You're not going to figure it out. Only the Chargers are more confusing than the Falcons. Um, we'll get to them. But I, last thing I want to say about this game, mm. what I had hoped the most for this season was that the defense would be just – like moderately improved. And so far they have exceeded my expectations. Um, yeah. yeah that, I mean, the DC, well, you said when that defensive coordinator came over from the saints, that it was going to be a big uh, improvement. I mean, aside from all of the offensive fireworks that they managed to pull off at the end to win this game, it cannot be forgotten that a big part of the reason why we won is because we forced the Packers to three straight three and outs in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Um, and I found this tweet, which is pretty fascinating, and I was a little shocked. Mike Conti tweeted this out. It's a uh, weird last name. <laughs> yeah. Falcons in the fourth quarter this year are outscoring their opponents 27 to nothing. Mm. They're outgaining their opponents 244 yards to 56. The longest wow. play allowed, longest play allowed in the fourth quarter by the Falcons defense, 11 yards. Oh. Fourth quarter, two total penalties over two weeks. I mean. Yeah. And they're seven for nine on third downs defensively in the fourth quarter. I mean, this is how we're going to win football game. I'm, I'm shocked. I was shocked to see this tweet. I was shocked. It's beautiful. I love it. I'm here for it. Yeah. Well, then we got the uh, the next game. I'm, oh, congrats again to your, your squad. The next game, Raiders and the Bills turned into a get-right game, but it was looking a little shaky at first. It did, didn't it? Yeah. It did. Um, Jimmy G moved down the field with ease in the opening drive. Um, and then Josh Allen said, hold my beer. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go do this. <laughs> yeah. uh, he looked good. He looks really good. Um I especially like how they got the run game involved. They, I was going to say that was a that was a difference. It was a uh, Josh Allen only running three times. Yeah, and they let the running backs do their job for once and spread it around. Running back by committee uh, with James Cook getting seventeen carries, Damian Harris getting seven, and Latavius Murray Murray getting six. So James Cook with one hundred and twenty three yards. Where'd he go to school? I don't remember. Oh, that's either. right. He's a bulldog. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, so that was that was pretty cool. 
on the other side of the ball, when it comes to running, Josh Jacobs, nine carries for minus two yards. This is uh, this is bad. Maybe when he's, he should switch his number back. <laughs> he should switch his number back. I feel like it's his number, honestly. Yeah. Um, but but yeah. they only it's, they only tried to run it fifteen times, but they got behind and they had to pass the ball more. And yeah, if, that's uh, true. But Garoppolo only threw, uh, did they have the ball? <laughs> what was the uh, time of possession? Jeez, Louise. That's a good the question. Garoppolo only threw over twenty four times. Wow. Oh my so, God. Uh, the time of possession. <laughs> the Bills had the ball for 40 minutes so and four that's, seconds. So that's 20 minutes at the 19 minutes and some change. 1956. <laughs> 19 minutes and 56 <laughs> seconds. That's absurd, dude. Yeah. So that is uh, absurd. Maybe Leslie Frazier should take more time off. Who knows? Wow. Wow. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. I didn't see that before. Wow. I saw the 24 passes like, God damn. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't pass or run. <laughs> what are y'all doing, man? Play football. Uh, they got the yeah. Ravens Bengals, man. Uh, I'm a little scared, man. This is the first year. I'm starting to think about our bet. First year we ever say, you know what? Bengals will go ahead and pull it out. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. And I'm very concerned about Joe Burrow. And I feel like maybe they should have let him rest. For these two games, if you're going to lose them anyway? Fair. Fair. I mean, I got to imagine that the Who Day Nation is in full panic mode. This is, I, I think of all the teams that have started 0-2, and I know that the Bengals went 0-2 last, last year. year. Yeah. But if you look, if you compare the stats yeah. from last year to this year, I mean, Bur- Burrow has now had back-to-back games where he had, just barely over 30 yards passing at the barely. Half. That's, I yeah. mean, I mean, whatever. They got it cooking in the second half, and they, yeah. they climbed back into this game, but they never really looked good mm-hmm. at any point during this game. Um, uh-huh. And the scary thing is, is that the Ravens, I mean, they didn't look super great either, but mm. I would say that it feels like they're starting to yep. figure out what this new offense like how it's how to balance it how to balance it they have Um, uh like it's a mm -hmm. new coordinator and that was one thing people were worried about so they're the ones who out of these two teams they're the ones who have the bigger thing to adjust to because the Bengals didn't lose Anarumo like a lot of people thought they would but the Ravens did get a new coordinator and now it's gonna week five we might see uh them like gelling for real in this offense I, I I think it could be quite legit um yeah. And the way that in the way that he was able to spread the ball around, like nobody, I mean, they still threw the ball for like 237 yards, but nobody had more than like 65 yards receiving. Um, they also kind of spread the ball out in the run game pretty well. Yeah, pretty pretty even amount of carries between Gus Edwards and Lamar Jackson and Justice Hill. Yeah, and I, I just think. <clears throat> This is, I mean, Todd Munkin, the former Bulldogs coordinator, is the one <laughs> calling the plays over here. This is yeah. very similar to what what he's running this offense the way that this is exactly what's happening in college football for the elite teams. It's Georgia, it's Alabama, it's Ohio State, all these other teams. They've got two or three guys at every position. Yeah. And 
they don't necessarily look at like, like, oh, you're one, you're two, you're three. It's more like one A, one B, one C, and they just rotate them out, you know, uh, and they do it on defense too. And so it's, it's, if he can pull this off in Baltimore, uh, I would say, I would say that this is, this could be lights out for the Bengals. Yeah, man. This could get, this could get ugly. Yeah. And Burrow left the game at the very end, having tweaked yeah. that calf muscle again. He might, and if he takes a, a couple weeks off, they're in trouble, man. Yeah, they. It's like they're back to the year from hell, shit, man. Most of these that teams that are, through. most of these zero and two teams, in my opinion, um, I I either had no expectations for them whatsoever, or or I'm not worried about them. The Bengals, I think are my number one panic mode candidate yeah. right now. Let's see what happens next week. Who do they have next week? They have the Rams next week, Monday Night Football. Okay. The Rams ain't no pushovers like we thought they were. No, sir. So we'll see. That's, that could be a huge thing. All right, then we got the uh, – and, and this is the part where we hit some loss. Like, we were – we didn't – we lost money gambling. Oh, man, we got uh, killed. Like, this first slate first slate was kicking our ass. The end of the, the, the second and – and Monday games and stuff, we could, we brought it back, but we do not have our finger on the thumb on the on, on the pulse of the league right now. Because uh, I thought the Lions were going to beat the Seahawks, and boy, was I wrong. Yeah, you were. Um, this turned into an overtime thriller. Yeah. Uh, gutsy win for the Seahawks, who were a bit of a no-show in week one. Um, I'm, I, I love this Tyler Lockett walk-off touchdown in overtime for the win in Detroit on Barry Sanders day. Very impressive. Did you see the yeah. statue they unveiled? It was beautiful. Yeah. Barry Sanders. yeah. It was dope as hell. Um, I don't know. There's something about these two teams last year. They played uh, Seahawks won 48 to 45. Um, <clears throat> this year it's an overtime thriller. I, that being said, I think the lions only have themselves to blame. Um, Goff had a pick and two lost fumbles. To me, that was sort of the story of the game. Yeah. Um, that was kind of what flipped it and gave them a chance to win. And yeah, I was glad to see the Seahawks kind of wake up because, you know, they were such a fun team last year and week one, they looked terrible and, and you were like, oh damn, maybe it was a fluke. Um, yeah, but they looked pretty good in this game. Kenneth Walker looked great. K9. <clears throat> Why's nobody yeah. calling him K nine but us? <laughs> I don't know. Well, who I don't was know. the MVP of the game? You'd say. Oh, the referee is a hundred percent the MVP of the game. What's his name? Alex Kemp is the MVP of the game. <laughs> Alex Kemp. Okay, for those of you who have not seen this, I already posted it on the Facebook page. Okay. This is has to be one of the greatest non football. Uh, moments in a football game i i have ever seen yeah um i'm gonna nominate it for our brisket and friends clip of the week <laughs> ah, thank you there we go <laughs> let's uh let's play the brisket and friends uh clip of the week uh with alex kemp what he had to say to us as americans let's attentional rounding offense number seven it's a 10 yard penalty i'm talking to america here excuse me <laughs> 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 second down. 
Greg okay. also got a kick out of it. <laughs> Those of you who are hard of hearing or missed the moment, um, Gino throws a pass from a clean pocket. It goes to absolutely no one um, yeah. because the receiver ran the wrong route and he gets popped for intentional grounding. And as he's announcing the penalty, Gino's trying to argue his case and the referee says, I'm talking to America right now. Excuse me. <laughs> intentional grounding. Offense number seven. It's a 10-yard penalty. I'm talking to America here. Excuse me. <laughs> It's so great. That's great. It's so yeah. great. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's a that's a, and that was our uh, brisket and friends uh, clip of the week. Absolutely brilliant. I love it. This is back to back weeks where Gino was involved in the audio clip of the week. Oh yeah. Uh, last week he's got Aaron Donald coming at him, and he's like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> it's like it's sheer panic. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that was brilliant. I loved it was it. a it was a thriller of a game. We we actually we knew they were going to score a lot of points. We said it would happen, and it goes to overtime. And the Seahawks pull it we, out. The only reason we missed this bet was because the Lions lost. We said, um, "Oh yeah." I think we bet the over on points, and that mm-hmm. the Lions would win. We should have just stuck with the over on points. Yeah, man. So we got greedy. We got greedy. We, we learned our lesson. Then we got the. Uh, Chargers versus the Titans. Uh, you picked the the Titans to win this game, and the Chargers. Wait a second. The Titans did win this game. I put the right. Mm-hmm. No, you picked the no. Nope. You picked the Chargers to win. That's what it is. I'm that's, sorry. That's it. I picked the Chargers to win, but the Titans did. The Titans this won. is where yeah. week two. I'm already out of the eliminator challenge because I picked the Chargers to beat the mm. Titans. And these you weren't alone. A lot of people did, man. Unbelievable. Brandon Staley is out here just trying to set his seat on fire. I mean, my God, (laughs) how do you lose to the Titans in overtime after you managed to sack Tannehill five times? Tannehill, it's so frustrating to watch, man. This guy in the pocket, he's just like, all of a sudden he just crumbles. I don't know what, but uh, you and and two other people picked him. I feel like you you have to credit Tannehill for, for hanging in there. Yeah, that's his um, thing. That's always been his thing. His, I'll take ten sacks, but I'll get you a deep throw. Yeah, and he dropped and a it, a dime. He he did. He dropped a couple of dimes. Um, one to Traylon Burks. Um, another one to Chris Moore. I think he he had a really nice touchdown pass to what's his name, Nick Westbrook Akina. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Herbert. I don't even know how to explain it. I really don't. Um, I don't know how to explain like how this defense is so mediocre. I don't understand why they can't run the ball. Um, well, Eckler was out, so that's part of it. Yeah, but this kid Joshua Kelly had a had a hell of a game last week. I mean, yeah. he 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 was great. I mean, he yeah. had 13 carries for only 39 yards in this game. Yeah. Um, Damn, I just don't. The Chargers are too good on paper to lose this football game. I don't. I don't understand. Yeah, it. yeah. I don't either. I don't either. And another person who doesn't understand it is uh, Brandon Staley. Mm. Have you? Did you see his his uh, post game conference press conference? No. They're talking to him, and he like starts. He has the. He's what we picked to be first coach fired. We didn't bet on it because we couldn't bet on it, but it is a fucked up bet anyway. To. to <laughs> betting on somebody losing their job but we thought he was the hottest seat and all that stuff 
and mm. he's acting like somebody whose seat is on fire, man. And yeah. uh, I got the I got the clip here, man. We could watch it together. But Brandon Ooh, I would Staley, love to. it's like it's melting. It's melting down, man. Here it goes. Oh my God! We had a tough time protecting the passers today, and just didn't do well enough in that phase uh, to give us a chance there in overtime. Thought we had a lot of good I didn't mean to game. grab the whole I thing, thought, man. You know, Hold he on, wanted I'm to be out there, and uh, we definitely have to build all that off that. I thought we rushed the passer well today, and I thought he was a big reason why. Yeah, they've got a very good front, good front seven, mm. and um, you know we tried mm. to stay patient with the run, but we just weren't able to get any of it. Okay. Yeah, I mean we, we've got guys who are finishers. I mean we've got a, a quarterback who's as good as anybody in the NFL, true. who's brought us back time and time again since I've mm-hmm. been here and throughout his entire football playing career. I think defensively we've got a lot of closers. It's um, true. We just got to do it together as a team, and we've we've had the tough side of it here, um, but this group is capable of that, and. Um, you know, it's a group that um, is connected, and we're going to find our way, and um, this group's going to show what it's made of. Mm. Wow. I'm not, I'm not worried about the Jacksonville loss. The Jacksonville loss hasn't carried on to the season whatsoever. If you've seen our training camp or you've seen the way we've played in the first He's two games, now. it hasn't had an impact on our team whatsoever. Our team is connected. Our team has played its heart out in two games, and we've lost two tough games. But there's, it has nothing to do – with the Jacksonville game. And if you ask anyone in our locker room, it has nothing to do with the Jacksonville game. And that's just the truth. It's a convenient storyline for you and for everybody else, but it's not the truth. <laughs> We've lost two tough games, but the guys in that locker room, the men in that locker room, they are finishers and they have what it takes, and we're excited to prove ourselves. Wow. Wait up, wait up. Yeah, we just lost a game in overtime, Jeff, so how do you think the mood is? How do you think the mood is? How do you think it is? It's tough. It's tough. It's a tough, it's tough group in there. There's a lot of pride in that room. Okay? And we put a lot into this, and we got a good football team. And so we've lost two tough games. We've got to bounce back, learn from our mistakes, and be ready for Minnesota. Wow. <laughs> He's wow. melting down, man. The guy's melting down, bro. I mean, you go onto any site right now, and there's a Brandon Staley <laughs> hot seat article. ESPN, CBS, um, I think and I think he'll have success, long term success in the NFL, but it's just a case of not ready to be a head coach. Happens, you know what I'm saying? It happens. You might get another run at it later. You could be somebody's defensive coordinator and put together a nice defense. Maybe switch over to special teams or something. Work your way back up. It's just not time right now, man. Or relinquish the defensive responsibilities so you can focus on game management, which seems to be part of the problem too. Yeah, too much there was. On the plate. There was one very interesting moment in this game, which I found a game that falls under the category of bad game management. And it was late in the game. The Titans had run the ball several times. Derrick Henry was gassed. Oh, yeah. He calls timeout. And he goes onto the sidelines, and the Chargers called a timeout. It's like he's not paying attention or something. Not realizing, like, oh, their best player's off the field. Yep, and then what gave happens? Him chance, gave him a chance to get his breath and come back on the field. And, and, and it get a first like, down. <laughs> and get a first down. It, it, honestly, it, you know, in all fairness, I think he's right. It, it doesn't have to do with the Jacksonville game. That being said, not, no. I think it has to do – It's the, the real answer is that the problem is way bigger. It's about all the other games. All yeah. the other games where you manage to shit the bed, the Jacksonville game is just the most memorable one, right? I mean – what was it? Was me, it ninety-two points? 
Yeah, it's crazy. Or something I, like that. And now it's another 24 points and there's another loss. Yeah. So for me, it's we're only two weeks into the season. And normally I wait to week four to make this decision. But I feel like the Chargers, they already are who we thought they are. Yeah. You know what I mean? That team that, yeah. that has a great team on paper. Uh, they're going to win some games, but they're going to make some dumb fucking decisions and lose some games that they should have won. That's just who the Chargers are. That's who they've been ever since I can remember, and especially during the during his era as the head coach. Uh, and then the uh, next week, next week they play the Vikings. Then they play the Raiders, and then who, they play the Cowboys, who were also desperate for a win, yeah. right? So it's going to be a oof. That's a wounded animal game right there. That's like. <laughs> That's gonna get <laughs> back up. in the corner. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it's gonna. And then the Raiders game—that's a division game. And then the Cowboys. Like, could they start zero and five? Absolutely, hundred percent. I think they'll beat the Raiders, but yeah, it's possible. And then it's a bye week, I believe. Right? No, the Man. bye week is after the Raiders game, so that's an early bye week too. Like, could he be? If they lose to the Chargers and Raiders, you might see Kellen Moore as the head coach. Yeah, could be. As the interim interim head coach. Especially if he keeps melting down like that. Yeah, and uh, Keller Moore is uh, over outthinking himself too sometimes. Like, uh, keep it simple sometimes. Mm. But uh, the offense was looking good. It's got spurts, man. They get their groove. They could be really uh, dangerous. There's no way they should be losing these games. Mm. Uh, then we got, uh, speaking of winning teams, the Bucks, huh? Or I was gonna say, speaking of teams that could start the season zero and five, how about these Bears? <laughs> I think we got some Bears fans that are just hurting, man. That oh man, it must be—it's got to be tough. Yeah, when you think you got your guy, and then I think this game they found out. I mean, like, if you real. if you're a Bears fan and you're sitting out there thinking you got your guy, then you got <laughs> you got bigger problems. No, I think a lot of times you hope you got your guy. I've yeah, cheered sure. for Tannehill for so many years, and it's just like, but he would give you like hope, right? You'd be like, "Oh, he's turned the corner." I feel like Justin Fields you, is exciting, but he's no. You like mean Josh like Josh Allen? You'll be like, "I got yeah, my." You mean like White Geno Hope? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he's showing you how it's done. <laughs> White Geno going putting up twenty seven on him. Year. Yeah, unbelievable. Um, I mean, this was a sloppy. But yeah. gutsy performance uh, by Baker Mayfield against yeah. the Bears, who I think might be the real worst team in the NFL this year. Like, yeah, man. thought it was going to be the Cardinals or the or Texans Bucks. or the Bucks. Yeah, I, I mean, there were some people saying like, "Hey, don't don't sleep on the Bucks." I mean, they still have they still have talented players on the roster. I think everyone's just Baker Mayfield to me, looks like a guy who's out here playing. Like he's all out of second chances. Like he's just mm-hmm. like, let's, let's go. I'm, I got, White nothing Gino. To, I got nothing That's to a lose. Great analogy. Great analogy. White Gino. Yeah. I got nothing to lose. This is the last chance I'm going to get. I'm, I'm just going for it. And, uh, I do think it will all come down to earth at some point. Um, yeah. who do they play next week? Oh, they play the Eagles next week. Whoo. Yeah. Yo, don't let them beat the Eagles. If they beat the Eagles, this is going to get crazy. <laughs> the Eagles are looking beatable, man. So Yeah. 
They got the Eagles, then the Saints, then the Lions. So that could be a two and three mm-hmm. <laughs> when you think about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see. But, yeah, kudos to the Bucks. They came out there, and the Bears look like they just have to hit a reset button again. And I don't know. Maybe they could, uh, maybe they could like, figure something out with the – with the Jets, mm. get a trade mm. going to get Fields over there, and mm. and then uh, go ahead and finish the uh, tank job and and bring in Caleb. Wow, that's an interesting thought. I hadn't that hey, did not man. cross my mind. The, the Jets could do something with Fields too, man. Maybe. I mean, he. I think he. I mean, he still comes with the liabilities, but he's still an upgrade from Zach Wilson. He, he might yeah. be on something there. Yeah, man. That's what wow. I do. Uh, then we got, should we go to the next game? I don't have much mm-hmm. more to say about that. Or did you? No, no. Uh, I'm good. Uh, then you picked the uh, Jaguars to beat the Chiefs. No, uh, I'm sorry. Chiefs to beat the Jaguars. I can't look. I can't see today. I don't know. You picked the Chiefs <laughs> to beat the Jaguars, and so you were right, uh, of course. And uh, But it wasn't that easy. This was ugly. Yeah, they look like two. I don't know, man. I don't know what's going on. I'm thinking, can I give a hot take real quick before you get into it? Go. Do it. I'm thinking Eric Bieniemy meant more to that team than anybody is willing to admit. I wish we had the soundboard right now so I could just like hit the ding or the yay button <laughs> or the, something like that. Like, uh, <laughs> I, I think yeah, you're man. 100% correct. I think you're 100% correct. 100%. Yeah, I'm, it's, it's starting to feel like that, man. There you go. <laughs> I got a little triangle. <laughs> so, okay, a few things about this game. It was 100 degrees on the field, okay. uh, which obviously is difficult. It's a very low-scoring affair. Not the barn burner we thought it would be. The Chiefs turned the ball over three times. They had two fumbles mm-hmm. and a pick. But more importantly, they had an enormous amount of penalties, 12 Penalties for 94 yards. Mm. Week one, everyone wanted to know why the Chiefs right tackle Jawan Taylor wasn't penalized more for the pre-snap movement and his alignment. Week two, the Zebras got him. The Zebras got him, baby. Dude was penalized five (laughs) times in this game. Did he get get benched? Yeah. Andy benched him for a while. Um, Taylor returned after the benching. Um to get a few more penalties, but this guy, I mean, this guy's signed a huge $80 million contract to join the chiefs from the Jaguars. Oh, wow. Uh, and this guy was out here. What two false starts, one illegal formation, back to back holding calls. Um, I mean, he was a liability for sure. It's never a good sign of you an offensive lineman and people know your name. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, because <laughs> so, they're only going to know your name for the wrong reasons, for sure. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Chris Jones was back, uh, as was the rest of the Chiefs' defense, holding the Jags to only three points. Nick Bolton, Legarius Sneed had a hell of a game as well. Yeah. Um, on the Jags' side, this to me felt like a huge missed opportunity, given that they were able to hold the Chiefs to so few points. Um, and their day can be described mostly as like very near misses. Yeah. At least three separate almost touchdown plays. Two of them to Zay Jones, one to Calvin Ridley, yes. back of the end zone. Just could not get the toes in. I mean, they had it. They had the Chiefs right where they wanted them, and they could have shook up the league and forced the champs to go 0-2, but they 
in my opinion, the Jags kind of blew it. Yeah, man. That's true. Uh, are you worried about the Chiefs? No, mm. <sighs> no, 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 no. You think Matt Nagy will get him back? I, I think they'll figure this out. Yeah, they always do. Andy Reid's a good guy. Smart. I doubted him last year, and I regretted it. So, mm. Yeah, you did. I was just looking at our flip them, pick them, and I was like, this motherfucker said the Eagles are going to win. <laughs> win the Super Bowl. Gave me the Super Bowl. <laughs> Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Uh, then we got the Texans Colts. I picked the Texans to beat the Colts, and boy, was I wrong. Yeah, I, I believe that as well. But I, I, um, yeah, I don't know what happened here. I guess uh, the I Colts thought... took out the belt. That's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they did. Uh, you had two rushing touchdowns for Anthony Richardson, um, but unfortunately, he also got his second concussion. Hey, is anybody saying he should retire? This is what I'm, uh, I'm, I'm getting a little angry now. I'm getting a little angry now because we know a football player who's not six foot seven and 200 and whatever pounds, but uh, has a brain inside of a skull just like every other human being. And yeah. uh, it's just as sensitive to get concussions for everybody. So well, even, even worse, I think Anthony Richardson's brain might be way dumber than Tua's brain because he's <laughs> not like he's not a good quarterback and he spent. <laughs> You know, all this time playing for the Florida Gators, Jack can't make you smart. Uh, right. Um, so it's like, uh, it's I don't get it, man. This It's so crazy how they take these narratives, and it's just because this guy's way smaller that they're acting like, no. I mean, I'm not saying they're saying he's going to, you know what? Nobody's saying he needs to retire when Tua had two concussions last year, and everybody's saying, talking retirement for that guy. Uh, but this guy is like, oh, yeah, the concussion. He comes back the next week and he's playing. It's like, where's all of the the crazy talk about uh, injury prone and all that shit? I'm just a little bothered by that. But they still did what they had to do and beat the brakes off of uh, off of the Texans. I'm just glad Menchu Mania is back. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, the mustached marauder steps in and goes 19 <laughs> for 23, 171 yards and a touchdown. This dude... Yeah. He's I love that he keeps reentering our our football lives. He's yeah. he's, he's such a character. <laughs> 19 so. for 23. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah, pretty he's, good. It's a pretty good backup. I I would yeah. not be opposed to having him as my backup. I would not. I yeah. love it. Uh, yeah. yeah. And uh maybe I wouldn't run as many uh Russian plays 
for Richardson if I were them for a while. I will say this: if on the uh, the rare uh, likelihood that we actually have Texans fans listening, um, <laughs> I, I think you got your quarterback. Yeah, I, I really. I mean, this this you know, I mean, this kid. He's a. It's his second NFL game. He threw forty-seven yeah. passes in this game. Thirty for forty-seven, three hundred eighty-four yards and two touchdowns, hooking up with Nico Collins, who had one hundred forty-six yards. I mean, it's going to take time to figure this out to make this a good football team. But yeah. I think the Texans may have found their quarterback. And he was going through, uh, going through reads. You can see yeah. him like it's a quarterback, man. He and I told running you, out of the I pocket. Told, I told you, motherfuckers, even with. At the draft, when we were talking about the draft, yeah. I told you of all these rookie quarterbacks, in my yeah. opinion, CJ Stroud is the best one. Period. The most ready. Yeah, yeah. Turns out I was right. Who would have thought? I mean, when aren't you right, though, Skip? I don't know. Skip Sardamas is out here <laughs> fucking predicting shit. Did you predict that the uh the Rams will give a fight to the 49ers? No, but I did predict <laughs> that the 49ers would win this football game. Yeah. Uh, Rams are shocking me, man. Even in this loss, they are really – they look good, man. I mean, better, this no, was a, they look better than I thought they would look. This was a really entertaining football game. I mean, it was 17-17 to 17 at the half. The Rams yeah. came to play, and this Puka Nakua kid is no fucking joke. An absolute steal. This guy's a fifth-round pick, dude. Yeah. Fifth-round pick. Yeah. And everyone's, you know, you know, grapefruiting him because he, you know, uh, he, he 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 broke two records: one, most receptions by a rookie through his first two games, um, and he's the first rookie to ever pull in ten plus catches and go over a hundred yards in his first two games. Um, that's yeah, that's, but the, the games changed a lot. It's only two. It's only two games, so yeah. I don't. I'm not here for records that are only like two games. Yeah, like, but I'm impressed. I'm, I'm impressed th- too, man. Thoroughly impressed. I'm um, impressed with Sean McVay, man. He seems reinvigorated. We thought he was mm-hmm. going to retire after the year last year and just mm-hmm. leave them on the hook after depleting the team to win the Super Bowl. But he's here to play, man. And so, uh, so is Stafford here to play. Stafford, my man, former Bulldog. This man. <laughs> Fifty-five uh, attempts. <clears throat> oh my god! I didn't see that until just now. That's crazy. <laughs> and he he threw two picks. And honestly, yeah. this game was neck and neck until that first pick when it all started to come unraveled. Yeah. And that pick wasn't even his fault. It was, I guess, mm. maybe he threw it a little behind him, but still, it was yeah. one of those like it was. It should have been caught. It got tipped and it got picked. The second one was his fault. Um, but yeah. They needed to be perfect to beat the 49ers, and they weren't. Um, Debo was electric. That was fun to watch. Oh, yeah. He's he's all pro wiggle, that fucking guy. He's all (laughs) over the place. Um, And the defense. They talk about about Brock Purdy and all that. Talk about ordinary, man. (laughs) Just Mm -hmm. like, do your job. He personifies do your job, man. Yeah, 206 yards, not a single touchdown pass. But but no picks. Right. and McCaffrey just McCaffrey. Yeah, the 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 49ers still look like a, a scary team though. 100%. I, I love the uh I, I really like the thanks and I thank you for putting me on to that uh play callers podcast, but it made me appreciate that group of guys even more, man. Matt LaFleur, mm. uh Raheem Morris even and uh mm. Sean McVay, Shanahan, all of those guys that came up together 
uh, and created their own like little tree. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yes, it's cool. And then now they're rivals. It's fun. Hmm. Uh, then uh, we had a exciting shit bowl. <laughs> way to put it this is a That's shit a bowl gr- with sprinkles on it <laughs> a, shit bowl a sparkling with rain- a sparkling shit bowl a shit bowl with rainbow sprinkles this is a great way to put it this the giants game, and the cardinals what 31 to 28 giants win six quarters of football not a single goddamn point for the giants who went into the half down 20 to nothing <laughs> And then they lost 40 to nothing the week before. So that's 60 Mm -hmm. to nothing in six (laughs) Did you did you see the 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 footage came out? TMZ Sports put out the footage of the Cardinals owners going to the locker room at the half and saying, What the fuck are you doing? (laughs) We got games to lose here, man. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Oh, I know. That's funny. I mean, they were getting boat raced by what's supposed to be the worst team in football. At the half, Daniel Jones was 9 for 16, 62 yards in a pick. Saquon only had 24 yards on seven carries. But they they finally get their first points of the season uh, in the second half, thanks to Daniel Jones waking up. Mm -hmm. I mean, they came out and started with a deep shot, and then, you know, Saquon stretches out and gets the pylon. Um, a little later, uh, before you know it, it's thing is tied up 28 to 28. They yeah. put together a, a late drive. They ride Saquon like a horse. Um, unfortunately, they, they appear hurt. to, yeah. unfortunately, they appear to got an injury. But from what I heard, it's, it's, it's not thought to be. Yeah, nothing broken. It's, it's, it's nothing X-ray. broken. And it's not thought to be a high ankle sprain. So maybe it's not oh, too bad. Good. Um, well, I got bad news for both teams. <laughs> hmm. The bad news, uh, well, you might lose uh, Saquon for a game or two for the Giants. The bad news for the Cardinals is you're soon going to find out, possibly, that Joshua Dobbs is better than Kyler Murray. <laughs> he played pretty good, didn't he? Yeah, man. It's like, I and Kyler, they kept showing Kyler Murray on the sidelines, and you're like, your, your brain tells you, man, we thought they were going to suck all year. Maybe they'll get him back. And they'll make a nice little run, and then you're like, "Oh no, he's gonna run around and do that play from that commercial." <laughs> so, so I was like, uh, "I'm starting it, to be anti Kyler, man." Especially when he went out there and trucked that dude to get to get into mm. the end zone. Yeah, man. I mean, if Joshua Dobbs is gonna play this well, uh, and the Cardinals really want that number one overall pick, they might have to trade him to the Jets. Mm. They're like, "If you're gonna be this good, we're gonna have to get rid of you. You got to go." <laughs> Yeah. He was he was supposed to suck, bro. Uh but yeah, he was did, he was good. And he's got uh oh, he has alopecia. I thought he had he was the play mm. there was a player with leukemia. But mm. he Josh Dobbs mm. has alopecia. Um Yeah. And that's the thing he has in common with Jada Pinkett Smith. Right. All right, uh, cuz you always got to find something in common. That's a running thing we do here is uh find something this, in common with Jada Pinkett Smith. <laughs> <laughs> I love this thing that came up on the screen when the game was over. This is the biggest jet uh biggest Giants comeback victory since 1949 (laughs) when they did it against the chicago cardinals yeah (laughs) same team different city chicago cardinals that's how long ago it was exactly yeah because you're supposed to lose 
If you're down 20 to nothing at the half, normally you're just going to lose. But sometimes teams remember that Caleb Williams is better than Joshua Dobbs. Uh, One thing we didn't forget, but some people seem to forget, is that Zach Wilson sucks ass as a quarterback. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) And he came out and he, you know, he did what he does. And I haven't heard it. I haven't heard the press conference, but he threw three picks. And I haven't heard the uh, the we're standing by him that I heard last week. Mm. Yeah, they need I mean, to be exploring their options. He he hung in there. They were only down eighteen to ten at the half, but then it just started to unravel in the second half. Um, I mean, this Dallas defense is terrifying. And Parsons, the way he manages to dance, mm. he doesn't like he just dances around the offensive yeah. lineman and gets back there. And he's just he's he's got all the he's, he's got all the moves, man. It's like he and he knows which one to do mm. when at the right time. And my, I mean, watching him, it's like he's a mixture of like T.J. Watt and like. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? And then, like, Reggie White. You know what I'm saying? Because he can go inside, <laughs> yeah. strong as shit. But then he can go outside and, and fake mm-hmm. you out. and Or, like, I don't know. Maybe Lawrence yeah. Taylor. I don't know, man. This dude's He's, amazing. I, okay, maybe not Lawrence Taylor. I'm sorry. But you know what I'm saying? Like People are already starting to argue that – I know it's only two weeks in. But, I mean, this guy certainly has the best chance of any defensive player I've seen in quite some time to be considered yeah. an actual MVP candidate. Uh, he's a bad man. I love, uh, love slash hate this, uh, Brees Hall passive aggressive tweeting out four footballs. You see this? Oh, I saw that. Yeah. He only got four carries. Uh, he's out here in his feelings. Uh, well, I mean, they, <laughs> what was the time of possession? They threw the ball 27 times. Oh, it can't be good. Let's see. <laughs> it is seven times. <laughs> 17 minutes and 45 seconds when did he want the ball they hardly had it wow 64 rushing yards that but has if, to like, be the if, you're, if, if you're running for if you're running and you're not getting yards and then you're down by 20 you know what i'm saying like what do you expect bro like if that's young that's youth right there like you just the better team won shut your mouth and go into the next game and uh, I don't know, man. The Jets are they—they they stole a game that you feel like they shouldn't have won against the Buffalo Bills. True. And next week they play the Patriots. I mean, then they play the Chiefs. <laughs> then they play the Broncos. Seems like a winnable game. And then they play the Eagles and the Giants. Could be a winnable game too. So, whoo! This this could get ugly. They got a bye week after the Eagles. It looks like so. I really think we. Yeah, I don't know, man. I think they're Call toast. the Bears, man. I think they're toast. I mean, I, I, I don't know, man. People talk about, I don't know, I, I would maybe take a flyer on like Carson Wentz or Kaepernick or some shit like that. Hmm. Maybe. Even, even uh, no, uh, he's too gone. Fal- Fal- what's his name? Matt Ryan. Falco. Oh, Joe, Joe Flacco? Flacco, that's what it is. I can't even remember the fucking name. Hmm. All right, uh, <laughs> so that was that game. Then we got the the Broncos and the 
the commander commanders commanders squeak out a victory there i picked them to win because i was so confident i knew they were gonna just no <laughs> so <laughs> it turned out I, to be a crazy i was sitting here watching this game and i wrote down in my notes sean payton fixed mm. russell wilson <laughs> and then in the second half i looked down at my notebook and i was like Oh, I'm afraid I'm gonna have to scratch that shit out. <laughs> he had 308 yards and three touchdowns, man. Yeah, and it, feels, it sounds nice. <laughs> but that but was then, a tale. Of, it was a tale of two yeah. halves. He in the first yeah. half, he had a he had that sexy deep ball look like it was mm-hmm. back. Um, yeah, the moon was, ball. Yeah, the moon ball. It was nice. <laughs> um, but hey, these commanders they 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 got themselves back into it. Um, thanks in large part to uh, Brian Robinson Jr., 87 yards and two rushing touchdowns. He he was great. The commander's defense also woke up, introduced themselves to Russell Wilson in the backfield over and over and over and, and over. over. <laughs> Seven sacks, five tackles for a loss. Deron Payne, Montez Sweat, Chase Young is back, playing like his hair is on fire. They they yeah. were great, great in the second half. Who was uh, who got a lot of camera time on the sidelines? Does anybody stand out to you? Kind of big person? Mm. Kind of large, former college star? I don't know. I didn't notice, actually. There was a former college star who's now uh, an offensive coordinator of the Washington Commanders. That was getting oh. a lot. <laughs> yeah, Eric Bianami, back to your hot take. Absolutely, yeah, 100%. Yeah, he did. Yeah, I was, I was, I was saying, I was like, damn, they're showing a lot of Eric Bianami. He was fired up. And Ron Rivera was, you know, he's a, he's a stoic guy. But Eric Bieniemy, it seems like they're they're buying in, man. And Sam Howell, you know. Okay, we before we move on to, from this game, we have to address the ending. Um, oh yeah. And I have a question: If imagine you're a Broncos fan, mm-hmm. would you would you rather that hail mary never happen? Yeah. Knowing that Just you're get not going to yeah. get two points. Yeah, just don't even don't <laughs> just, get my hopes up. Just don't. This was and then, and then to lose it, like to lose on a missed call. Mm. You're gonna hear Saints fans talk about it. Go ahead, yeah. get it out the way. We know you should have gone to the Super Bowl and lost to the Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> but that was like, come on, man. It was a crazy Hail Mary. I got bobbled like three times before yeah. the Broncos player hauled it in. Uh, yeah. And then, of course, they go for two because they had to. And um, and it probably should have been a pass interference. Uh, they didn't call it. But, you know, them's the breaks, I guess. Them's the breaks. Yeah, that's how it goes, man. Yeah. They should call call your congressman and complain. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Don't let them back in the game and you won't have to worry about it. Exactly. Uh, then you got the uh, <clears throat> I have a friend who's a Patriots fan that told me that the uh, Patriots are going to go full 85 Bears on the league this year. Hmm. And I looked up the uh, 85 Bears statistics. They teams averaged 12 points a game on them. Hmm. And the Dolphins put up 24 on the Patriots vaunted defense. Yeah, they did. That uh, yeah, so that doubles the production. <laughs> but it was good, man. I saw the best. Uh, I get excited when I see something I never seen before in a mm. game, and 
running a guy on the field parallel with the line of scrimmage and then having him time the snap to go block the kick on a field goal mm. was amazing and such a fucking a mind fuck that uh they did it again knowing that the team sees this coming but it still freaks the kicker out and he misses <laughs> the kick anyway the second time it was like it was brilliant man and then uh, Belichick will do that he'll find some little quirk Mm. Uh, the thing he tried to do to take away the middle of the field, if you look at the pass charts, mm-hmm. uh, this is the nerd in me that loves this stuff. But Let's go. Tape heads. Let's he, go. He put he put three safeties on the field. Oh, wow. And took away the middle of the field. But Tua's on one right now, man. This dude, you heard the, you've probably heard the quote Brian Dable said about Tua when he was coming out of college. Some people can hit the barn, some, and then you get guys that can hit the barn door. And then you hit the guy, guys that can hit the doorknob, but Tua could hit the keyhole. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. And he showed him, man, this dude, that passed to Berrios. That was ridiculous. On a, a out wheel route, whatever, or like up and out wheel or something that, like that. That cool was route. And he just dropped it right in there. It was as accurate as the fade he threw to Tyreek last week. Mm. And he's in the pocket. The dude's wheeling and dealing. And the Dolphins look. I mean, McDaniel had the. I don't know if you saw him uh, when he was coming off the field and decides running to away the from the steady cam Yeah, <laughs> he's hilarious. He's just having fun, and he did the Belichick thing to Belichick. Yep. Like before the game, and it's like he's kind of the the swag that this dude's got. He likes to take it out and show how big it is. And it was a fun game. Mac Jones, for some reason, I don't know why. I'm a huge Dolphins fan. I think this podcast has done this to me, has literally made me more objective mm. uh, to the point where I'm, like, kind of rooting for Mac Jones. Mm. What happened to him last year was so unfair. Like, he's got these mm. two coordinators. One of them's a deep, neither one of them's an actual offensive coordinator. He has to deal with this shit. And uh, so I kind of root for him, and he's making some good throws himself. He wasn't the reason they lost, but his inability – now, he actually got out the pocket and moved a little bit too, but I don't know. I just – it was a fun yeah. game. And, you guys, uh, you guys sacked him four times. Uh, I mean, you absolutely stuffed the run. They only had eighty-eight total rushing yards. Yeah, that Vangio um, came this to play, man. Yeah, the defense looked great this week, and then of course you without Jalen Phillips, and, by the way. Yeah, and then you go out there and you win this game in a completely different way than the way you won it last yep. week. You got exactly Raheem, yeah. Raheem Mostert going one hundred and twenty-one yards for two touchdowns. It's like, you know, what else can you say about the Dolphins other than? Yeah. Well done. And well you, and done. you heard and, and if you would have heard before the game, hey man, Tyreek Hill's only getting forty yards, you'd say, Oh, the Patriots figured it out and stopped the Dolphins. That's all they got. But no, nah, man. Waddle damn near got a hundred. He got hurt in the game. That's another scary thing. He got a concussion, so we'll see. Or he went to concussion protocol. Yeah. Uh and then uh they put they put the run game on display, setting up the inside run with these outside zones and caught him sleeping. And then every time they went back inside, most of it was breaking through. So kudos to my team. It's good to see that they're like – it's like looking like a more, like a full team. And I can't wait to see more, man. Because mm. that sprint that sprint uh, action they do before the snap, motioning away from the – like towards mm. the sidelines and then snapping the ball, it's pretty slick. That's pretty What's dope. next? Yeah, man. And we all picked them to win that game, and they did. Mm. Even though all of the analysts picked the Patriots, but whatever. That's stupid. Saints-Panthers is next. You <laughs> picked the Saints to beat the Panthers. You were right. Um, Did you get a chance I, to see it? 
No, I'm just glad this game was in prime time so I didn't have to watch it. This sounds like a really boring football game. <laughs> um, no, yeah, it started yeah. I um I watched it this morning and um the Saints are a little too much Taysom Hill. You got Derek Carr. I feel like I don't know, he did, but it was effective when he did it, so I can't say too much, but I'd prefer to just see Carr do what he does. But um the Saints well, defense was the story in this game, I thought. Also, they uh, they lost Jamal Williams at one point, so I can understand why they felt like they needed another running back. I mean, Taysom mm. Hill is you know something didn't go right when Taysom Hill is your leading rusher. That just seems weird to me. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. But Bryce but, Bryce Young, man, he caught a. They were throwing all type of stuff at him, and he was trying, man. Um, he went twenty two for thirty three, but. Uh, I don't know. He, they 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 stayed in there, but the Saints defense was out here all over the place. They looked it. They looked good, man. I'm telling you, out of this rookie quarterback class, C.J. Stroud is the real quarterback. Bryce Young is going to be constantly running for his life, and yeah. Anthony Richardson is going to get his fucking brain knocked out of his skull before it's all over. You know I felt I mean? like Stroud Stroud was handling pressure better though. Totally. That's what I'm saying. He's... He was under pressure too, but he handled it better than uh, Bryce Young. But Bryce Young, he faked the shit out of a couple players on one of these runs. I was like, oh, okay. He's, he's good at that. Slippery he's very good boy. At that. He's very slippery. Um, but yeah, how about the NFC South? You got a three way tie for first place Saints, Falcons, yeah, and the Bucks, all 2 0. Oh. It's pretty, yeah. uh, pretty crazy. Uh, and then um, we talked a bit. You just mentioned the quarterback class of this year. A uh, little bit worried about Kenny Pickett. Oh, I for watched sure. him. I watched him. And did you get to see this one? I, I did. I saw some highlights of this one. Yeah. Yeah. I watched that this one this morning too. Uh, pretty much the whole game. And uh, I came away uh, impressed with uh, both defenses, even though it's 26, 22, mm-hmm. But the Steelers scored twice on defense. Yeah. They had a pick six, and then they had a a, a fumble recovery. I mean, Deshaun, Deshaun Watson, Watson fumbled again, like later Deshaun, in the game, to lose Deshaun the game. Watson, Deshaun Watson threw a pick six on the first play of the game. Yeah. To Alex Highsmith. Um, yeah. And then you throw in the two lost fumbles. Yeah. One of which. Both by you, Watson. Yeah, both by Watson, one of which gets picked up by T.J. Watt putting the hay in the barn for the game-winning touchdown. Um, and then, obviously, the most heartbreaking situation for me personally, my man, former yeah. Bulldog, Nick Chubb, su- suffers a brutal injury. Um, yeah. that it wouldn't it, even show the replay. Yeah, it, yeah, he's done for the year. I saw his leg wiggling, wobbling um, yeah. when he went down. And I was like, damn, that looks like – and then they were, like, <laughs> they were saying that we're not going to show it. And then he was getting carted off, so I was – I felt bad for. It. I thought about you, man. I know how much I, I he did, meant for you. I hate this for Chubb, but in a way, I do like the idea that he can sit out what I hope will be the first match thrown onto this dumpster fire, uh, mm. incinerating any logic that would lead you to believe that Deshaun Watson is still a good quarterback. There is now literally nothing standing in my way. Uh, of mm. of my desire to witness the Browns failing on every thinkable level, um, so yeah, we'll see how that goes. But you're right, Kenny Pickett was average as hell. Um, 
Luckily, my man, former Bulldog George Pickens, he was special. Wow. He he had himself a night. Um, That big play when he ran away from everybody, like right across, it was like a skinny post. And it's like, I don't know, it was a good good read and good communication between him and Pickens. He just took off. I mean, uh, Pickett. He's a bad man. Uh, My question for this game is, um, like, why can the Steelers not run the football? I don't know, man. Najee, he was trying. Now the Browns have a good defense. We we didn't talk about enough. Jim Schwartz being their defensive coordinator, but that mm-hmm. dude, whenever he goes somewhere, that defense gets good. So uh, I think the Browns are going to be in every game because that defense is not playing games, man. Yeah, maybe you're right. They got but the I talent, just think and they, they shut this it is, down. This is back to back weeks where Najee Harris has looked very mediocre. But you, uh, they played the 49ers and the Browns defenses, man. <laughs> That's true. I mean, Maybe. And, and you can stack the box. You know Kenny Pickett isn't, you know, the sharpest right now. We'll see what and, they look uh, like when they yeah. play a bad team. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we'll see. I want to see what they're, uh, who they got next because they're 1-1. One one. The next game is the Raiders. Next week we'll know a lot more. Then they play the Steelers. It's a good point. So they got two games before they play the Ravens, and then we can make a, an assessment. We're going to be our quarter way through the season. So, I think we'll do – I feel like we did this last year. Week four yeah. was like they are mm-hmm. who we thought they were episode yeah. where yeah. we kind of figure – where we just make some decisions about who these people are. Yeah. Mm. So that was all of the, the games of the week, man. Uh, I feel like I know more. Mm-hmm. And I'm ready to hand out some superlatives in our uh, – Brisket and Friends uh, superlatives. Yep. Brisket and Friends. Uh, barbecue just like back home. So good. Yep. Make your mama slap your grandma. Brisket and Friends. Check it out <laughs> all over Stockholm. All right. Now that we got that out the way. <laughs> real MVP. Who you got? Uh, for real MVP, I actually have a question. <laughs> and my okay. question, my question is this. Is Tua an elite quarterback yet? I'm just asking. Uh, for <laughs> he, uh, as long as he doesn't get hurt, I'm, I'm just asking. As long for, as he's healthy. No, seriously. I'm. I, I. I guess, in a way, this is a little like a bit of a like put some spec on my name too. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I find it a little odd that the consensus elite NFL quarterbacks like Mahomes, Allen, mm-hmm. Burrow, despite mm-hmm. his early struggles. Herbert is a lot of times thrown into this category wrongly, in my opinion. Mm. But when it comes to Tua, it's always couched with this caveat of, oh, if he stays healthy. Yeah. Spoiler alert. That's true for all of these Every fucking quarterback. guys. Last you think year, if, Herbert, Dolphins- if Herbert has a concussion, he's going to be amazing? He's not going to exactly. play. Last year, the Dolphins were unstoppable with this man on the field. This year so far, the dude – Absolutely lit up the Chargers in week one with 400-plus yards. He Mm -hmm. proved in week two that he can beat you in a very different kind of way where they have to lay off the deep balls and become more of a game manager, field general type guy. I mean, that final drive, the dagger, seven for Mm -hmm. seven, 69 yards and a touchdown, Mm -hmm. that's the definition of perfect, right? I mean – Picked apart a Belichick defense. Exactly. And and he's now Mm 5-0 against what I would argue – is the best NFL coach of all mm-hmm. time, Bill Belichick. Yep. So I guess, yes, I am answering my own question. Tua is elite. 
he belongs in the conversation of top five quarterbacks. Yes, he has Waddle and Hill, but Burrow has Higgins and Chase. And at the moment, they fucking suck. So week two, <laughs> two is my MVP. Wow, you're the real MVP. Yeah. Uh, I'm staying in that area. But my real MVP is uh, the aforementioned Mike McDaniel. Mm. He's coming in there. Uh, he's got all of these toys. And he got a lot of people think he got figured out last year. And uh, he had a summer of hold my beer where he's just just making he's got his brewery going because he's got to give out beers to hold. And he did it, man. He's, they thought they could just stop the middle. Now they got to figure something else out because he's one step ahead of everybody. And he's got that team really believing. If you watch any of the press conferences from any of the players, it's not only his scheme and whatnot. It's getting everybody on board for a common cause. And they don't say this about these offensive coaches, but this guy, in his own quirky way, is the leader of men that they put out there normally for the coaches that make you want to run through a wall for him. But mm. he makes you want to strategically tear down a wall for him. Great coach. I like, I like that. That's a great way to put it. <laughs> it's like, they don't, no, we're not going to run down. We'll go around the wall for you, coach. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we will, I, systema- we will systematically systematically dismantle this wall. This wall, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's that's Mike McDaniel. I'm loving it. It happens to be the coach of my favorite team. So this week he's the real MVP. Uh, I'm gonna go right into my trash. Do it. You know who my trash is, Brandon Staley. <laughs> I'm in full on unemployment watch for our guy Brandon Staley, and. Uh, the NFL media, they all had high hopes for the Chargers teams, as they do every year. He's got the sexiest quarterback uh, physically and talent-wise. Everybody likes a guy with a strong arm, quick release. It's it's made to be a quarterback. Six foot six, can move too. And everybody, some people predicted him as far as all the way to the Super Bowl. Nobody had them missing the playoffs. And now they're 0-2. And uphill battle going in and he looks like he's melting down in the press conferences mm. uh so it's showing you're a defensive coach and you can't stop a runny nose right now mm. so this week brandon staley you're trash mm. um eagles fans mm. listen carefully oh you went to the super bowl last year okay you lost. I know. I get it. But you have a very good football team. Yeah. Jalen Hurts could be a legitimate MVP MVP candidate this year. AJ Brown is a beast. Mm-hmm. And even when he has an off game, as he did this week, you got Devontae Smith, the Slim yeah. Reaper, going absolutely nuclear with four mm-hmm. catches for 175 yards and a touchdown. My man, former Bulldog, DeAndre Swift, 28 carries, 131 yards and a touchdown. Your defense is full of Bulldogs who are balling Mm -hmm. the fuck out. Michael Vick is sitting in the luxury suite with Roger Goodell during this game. The commissioner, a site. I mean, consider what happened once upon a time. Did you ever think you were going to see Michael Vick and the commissioner of the NFL sitting together at a football Mm. game? You're one of the most relevant and electric teams in the National Football League. And you were out here booing. In the first half. In the first half. What the actual fuck are you doing? Your team needs you. These guys are out here putting their life on the line. You won a Super Bowl not that long ago. You have a coach Mm -hmm. who actually knows how to adjust in-game, not at the half, 
in the game. Bruh, yes. What the fuck are you complaining about? My God, show some respect, because right now you bitches are fucking trash. And I, I want to piggyback on that for a second. Mm. Let's go across state. Let's go across state. Mm. So I got like goosebumps. Think about this. Let's go across state to the other Pennsylvania team, mm. the Pittsburgh Steelers, right? Their fans are in the middle of a rivalry game. The best player on the other team has a horrific injury. Everybody sees on the t- on the thing before uh, they stop showing the replay. Apparently, I haven't seen it. Apparently, it's a really gruesome uh, footage that they caught on camera. The fans start to chant "Chub, Chub, Chub" for him wow. as he gets pulled a- pulled away. Are you serious? That's a classy. That's a classy fan base. Damn it! Up there, that. up there with the Bills fans. And the, the the I wouldn't want to be known as a a part of a fan base that doesn't do something like that. So stop being trash, uh, Pittsburgh. I mean, uh, I'm sorry. Stop being trash, Philly fans. That's some bullshit. Do like Pittsburgh, man. Wow, that's beautiful. That's a, I didn't know that. Yeah, happened. it was I'm a beautiful thing, that. man. It's beautiful. Uh, <laughs> shit got learned. What you got? Um, Monday night football must be canceled. Mm. The signs. Because we live in Europe? <laughs> nope. The signs are both many and clear. The last three Monday night games have all had devastating consequences. Week 17 of last season was the last Monday night game of the year. DeMar Hamlin nearly dies on the football field. Week mm. one this year, Aaron Rodgers, four snaps, Achilles injury, gone for the year. And now week two, my man, former Bulldog, go, Nick Chubb, goes down with a knee injury so gruesome they can't even show it on the broadcast. Monday night football must be stopped. And now with two games every Monday night due to the actor's strike, the football gods have double the opportunity to wreak havoc. Next week, you've got Rams versus Bengals, and you have Eagles versus Buccaneers. NFL, I beg you to pull the plug on Monday night football before something tragic happens to white Gino. Please. <laughs> a world without Baker Mayfield. I'm not yeah, sure America is ready for this. I know it's I not a world I want to live yeah. in. I can't do it. <laughs> you got to stop it. How's it Monday night's fault? I don't get the logic. I don't know. It's just a weird <laughs> thing that's happening that's surrounding the football Monday night gods football. are mad. The, it's the, the, last th- the last three Monday night football games have mm. have the, the gods have spoken. Good we point. need to stop this. Uh, another thing, uh, I, I, I think I figured out why they're doing it too. Mm. They're trying to make it because it's ESPN and ABC. So they have these two games going. And now they're doing a double box thing, too. Like, they're trying to make a Monday Night Red Zone type of feel to it. It's like, no, I re- stop it. No, 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 no. I read about it this morning. The reason why they're doing two Monday Night Games now is it's because of the actor strike. They need okay. the content. They need okay. the content. And they're going to do it until it, until the strike is over. Wow. They don't give a fuck about these players, man. <laughs> no, they don't. Giving them a short week. Uh, my shit. That's my shit. Got learned. They don't give a fuck about these players. <laughs> <laughs> All I want to say is that they don't really care about us. No, uh. <laughs> no uh, my shit. Got learned is maybe, just maybe, the AFC isn't head and shoulders above the NFC like we all talked about before the year started. Man, I love the this last. Take. Few- <laughs> For the last few years, we've been saying the NFC is the weaker division, or this team's going to get it to the playoffs easily because they're in NFC. But so far in 2023, the NFC, if I counted this correctly, is six and zero against the AFC this season. 
Wow. I couldn't find a game where an AFC team beat an NFC team. I could be wrong. Maybe it's 6-1. and one. But I saw six victories on the NFC side against the AFC so far this season. So mm. maybe, just maybe, the AFC isn't way better like everybody thought they were. And the best teams right now are looking like uh, two teams in the NFC. Wow. Good take. Yeah, man. My scariest uh, AFC team is my is that, team. Is it? Dolphins. Yeah. What's up? Are we going gonna, gonna to do some put some spec on my name? Oh, I thought we'd do that. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry. We'll do the spec first. I always have it last on my on my order here. We can do it so, last. Yeah. We'll do it last. Okay. Well, I got scared. We'll do it last. <laughs> do it last. Okay. My scariest AFC team is the Dolphins. Who you got? I also have the Dolphins. Um, yeah. I We saw a lot of bounce back performances, which is nice. I'm happy for the Bills. I'm happy for the Chiefs. Uh, yeah. But to watch these Dolphins go nuclear in week one and then turn around and win in a dogfight against the Patriots in Foxborough. Uh, the mm. only AFC team so far that has shown both consistency and innovation. Right now, if I'm another team, I do not want to see the Dolphins on my schedule next week. Yeah. That, that's that's how I yeah. figure this out. For me, the scariest team is the one I don't want to play next week. Yeah. Scariest NFC team, speaking of that. Who, who who don't you want to play next week? To me, it's a coin toss between the Cowboys and the 49ers, to be honest. Uh, I guess if I put my Shanahan feelings aside, I have to say it's the 49ers simply based on the teams that they've beaten so far. Uh, I think mm. they caught the Steelers on their heels in week one, oh, but, that's a le- yeah. but that's a legit defense that they beat the yeah. pants off of. And the Rams are proving that they're not a joke either mm. uh for me i give the 49ers an air uh, uh, the edge barely but uh, based on the opponents that they face so far but the cowboys are good too so i don't yeah, know they play point. each other three weeks in three weeks they play each Ooh, other. that's gonna be must see yeah. tv mm. uh i have the cowboys i just think michael parsons is the best player in the nfl and uh I'd be ter- I'd be saying, "Oh my God!" Like Gino, <laughs> he was coming after me. So yeah, I, I you have a strong point with the uh, with the, the strength of schedule so far. Mm. So I mean, I I wouldn't argue with that. But mm. Cowboys just look like uh, they're ready, and but so do the Niners. So yeah, mm. put some spec on. I'm gonna say Todd Bowles and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mm. Todd Bowles was saddled with Baker Mayfield and of all quarterbacks. Everyone mm. picked him to be the bottom five teams in the league, maybe worst record of the league after an unsup- uninspiring 2022 campaign. Bowles sometimes just looks dejected on the sidelines. He has resting dejection face. But you have to play the games. And Todd has coached his team to 2-0. and The upset over the Vikings shocked us all. Maybe not some Bucks fans, but I was shocked. And it was written off as the the Vikings beating themselves with all the turnovers. Hmm. Uh, the Bucks were going to be the Bears' redemption game, people thought. But then they beat the brakes off the Bears. And now people start calling a young leader over there Bustin' Fields <laughs> from the Bears game. <laughs> I, I don't know if you heard that. People saying Bustin' Fields. I like that. That's good. The, the Bucks might not have all the talent in the world, but it doesn't look like you're going to sleepwalk into there and beat them either. They're either saying you – they're uh, definitely saying you better put some spec on their name. They could call him Busta Fields too, like Busta Rhymes. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be good. Yeah, yeah, I like it. 
What'd you get? For put some spec on my name, I got my man, former Bulldog, Matthew Stafford. Oh, yes. Great one. Great one. Even in a loss is proving that a lot of people were convinced that this man was finished, even, mm-hmm. which is not really close to the truth, in my opinion. My guy was out here dealing. Mm-hmm. And the talking heads are acting like this is a like the big surprise of the se- season. The Rams are supposed to be trash. The roster is too young. No Cooper Cup. What is Stafford going to do? I'll tell you what he's going to do. He's going to keep throwing darts. He's going to keep throwing dimes until Cup comes back. And then the rest of the league is going to go, oh, shit. The Rams have Cooper <laughs> Cup and Puka Nakua. Mm. <laughs> People forget that this, this man is an absolute kingmaker. Everyone has forgotten this. Okay. Tutu mm. Atwell having the best season he's ever had. Puka Nakua having the best two-game start in, of a receiver in the history of the NFL. Marvin Jones with three straight nine-touchdown seasons. Golden Tate, 1,300-yard season. Kenny Galladay as a top-ten receiver for two straight years. Cooper Cup nearly breaking Ooh. the single-season receiver record. And, oh, right, Calvin Johnson owning the yet-to-be-broken single-season record for most receiving yards ever with uh, 1,964 yards. Do you know what all of these men and situations have in common? Matthew Stafford was their fucking quarterback. Okay. (laughs) This man is not done. He is a beast, most specifically a dog because you know, he's got that dog in him and all you motherfuckers need to put some spec on Matthew Stafford's name. I like that one, man. That was good. Um, Coming in off the top rope, son. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, that's it, man. That's a wrap on week two. Mm. Glad we got to do it together. Always glad to do this with you. Uh, so thanks for checking it out. Uh, it's been another episode of SvenFL. We're doing our thing. Uh, we'll be back very soon talking about week three, man. So thank y'all for checking it out. It has been Jonathan Rollins. Excuse me, Sarah. What's Fennifo? We'll catch y'all. Peace. Later, y'all.